Baby Ted Podcast. Coming up next. I'm Abia Me. And I'm Bisola. And welcome to another episode of our podcast. I hope hey. y'all had a very, 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 very great Damn. <laughs> Mother's Day. Um, how was your Mother's Day? Um, my Mother's Day was eventful the night before I didn't get any sleep because for some reason like Aliyah is obsessed with me and she has to be as close to me as possible like the like she gets so close to me sometimes like I'll be laying down and she'll make herself like she'll squeeze in between like my arms or something or if I'm sitting she'll make her way into my lap and I'm like there's no way for you to get closer to me than what you already I mean unless if you want to get back in my stomach like she's she very, she tries to get do. very very close to me and um at night she has to cuddle with me before she goes to sleep or or she won't go to sleep she doesn't want to cuddle with her daddy she wants to cuddle with me so everybody thought she was a daddy's girl she's not a daddy's girl she's a mommy's girl so I was very tired on mother's day very tired my baby kicked my ass that night Mm-hmm. All yeah. through the night, he tossed, turned, kicked me, kicked me, kicked me. He had the whole bed. I was on the side of the bed, per usual. That's why yeah, I don't like that's him how sleeping he usually with me, me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like him sleeping with me at all. Yeah, it's like I have one side of the bed. Sergio has one side of the bed, and then Alia has like the whole middle. Yeah. And then she'll like go from one parent to the other parent, but usually it's all up against me all night. And then sometimes she'll wake up in the middle of the night and she'll be sitting up and then she'll start saying, da, 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 da. Yeah. I haven't had adequate sleep in years, so I'm kind of getting used to it. My body anyways. Uh, Yeah, but how was your Mother's Day? It was good. I had a little breakfast that morning with some what we call dirty margaritas. I mean, excuse me. Dirty dirty, margaritas? Dirty mimosas. Why you guys the, the sham we had, couldn't get no champagne to put in it because they didn't open until twelve thirty. Oh, yeah. So we were y'all just put like, some, forget it. Some we put some tequila. A tequila. Oh, okay. So y'all had like a Yeah, you just had one cup. Mix. That was it. Okay. Some French uh, toast. Oh yeah, that and then did you have like fruit and stuff on it too? Yeah, French toast with strawberries on it and eggs, I believe. And some turkey bacon. That sounds good. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed our Mother's Day picture. We decided to share photos of our children since we like talk about them in almost all the episodes. Uh, so we hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, this week, we are going to be diving back into motherhood. Um, last week, we left off with our pregnancy stories like during the actual pregnancy. Um, and then so today we are going to like give a little about labor, a, a little sneak peek of what we went through like during our labor. Um, we're going to talk about postpartum and then we're going to also have a little parenting quiz, which we'll go over at the end. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, last week, since I started with my kids, you you go first. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. And today, I just want to do a little tidbit. Today is May the 16th. Mm -hmm. And last year, this time, I found out I was pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah. You really did. Okay. 
tomorrow is my birthday. So you can imagine how I spent my birthday. And how you going to spend year. your birthday this oh, year? this year. I done already started having me a, good, a little good time last night listening to my little birthday playlist. Oh, Lord. <laughs> What's on your birthday playlist? Um, this is so off topic. Let me see. They ain't got nowhere to go. It's quarantine. People still quarantining. I just want to say I listen. Have you listened to um, Future's new little album thing? Mm-mm. I, I, all the um, toxic niggas on my timeline him, are saying it's goat season. I can't stand <laughs> him, but it's, it's, it's good so far. Um... I'm getting there. I'm sorry. Speaking of music, this is off top off topic too. But have you listened to um I, I forget what his name is uh, Joiner and his song called Will oh, and Will, Will Smith was, was on it. No, I haven't listened. Will to Will Smith did his went, Will Smith went in. You be forgetting that Will Smith is a pretty nice non cursing old school rapper. <laughs> He really went in. It was I'll, a nice. It. it was will. a nice old man Look, on my on my shit. Yeah, I w- oh I will. Yeah, it was a nice little rap. I enjoyed it. So on my birthday playlist, I got four songs. I'm not upset. You only have four, and, and I threw up three. Yeah, because there's not a lot of birthday songs. Oh, birthday with Usher and Zaytoven. I haven't heard that before. Birthday. I know bitch. you got Drake on there. Giving up is a birthday bitch. Yeah. That one. Uh, and birthday by Usher, you kind of go, like, do your dance, is your birthday? No, 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 is your birthday? Yeah. Uh, birthday song with, you know, Two Chains and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Birthday. It's your birthday. I'm mm-hmm. mad I'm giving us sneak me that. And then Ratchet, Happy birthday. birthday. That's right. Yeah. I forgot how that go. Baby, it's your birthday. Who's gonna love you? And the worst way. Yeah. yeah, on your worst day, yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for birthday. Yeah. So, you were really you, pathetic. You, yeah, I'm about to say, you listen to four songs. There's only, there's only so many birthdays on. I don't know. If y'all got any suggestions, let me know. It'll be too damn late. But well, y'all can uh well when we post on our on our IG, y'all can give like birthday playlist songs. Please. Um, okay yeah so back to um labor experiences so and thank you for letting me go first because i probably can't remember well and yours is more more recently (laughs) too so i can get through um so i think i had went to let me just start by saying i was complete by the time i got to to be honest by the time i got to 30 weeks i was getting over it 36 weeks, I was definitely getting over every, And then you start to go to the doctors every week. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got there, every time people that was pregnant, you know, around the same time I was, they all would, had gave him birth. And I was just so frustrated. I, I would leave and just cry, leave the doctor's office and cry in the car because I was just so, so ready. Sad. And right. I was so ready to be done. So that last, my last checkup on my, um, it was a day before, I think a day or two before I turned 38 weeks. Mm, Cause it was like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I think it was, I think it, it was, was a Wednesday. Wednesday. No, it was a Tuesday. Cause you had him on a Thursday. Okay. So I must've went to work that Monday and I'm, I was, I was on light duty. Cause I had to tell my manager, look, I can't do this no more. Like, 
my hips were hurting so bad. It felt like bone against bone when I walked. And my fat ass already had to walk down to get mm-hmm. my breakfast, my lunch. Then, you know, <laughs> all the time, all throughout the day. So, like, it hurts so bad. And, you know, if you know anything about the hospital, well, I ain't going to say the hospital I work at. But if you know any, the hospital I work at is in Atlanta and it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of walking. So I was just over it. And I told her, I can't do this no more. I Either I'm going to go leave early, go on maternity leave early, or I'm going to have to go on light duty. So she told me I can go on light duty. So that Monday I was sitting in a pay. I was sitting, to be quite honest, I was sitting outside a patient's room. Not inside because she was throwing stuff. I ain't about to get hit with her. Oh, she was throwing stuff. Yeah, she would throw food and stuff. I'm not about to get hit. So I was sitting outside her room just making sure that she don't do nothing too crazy. 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 She was crazy. So I was just sitting out there all day over it, you know, trying to do a little bit of walking around the unit so I can get, you know, Bring that baby down. So, um, and I had my appointment the next day. I guess it was a Tuesday. And she checked me and they hurt like hell. That's the worst feeling ever. But it didn't hurt that bad because I wasn't in labor. But when you in labor, Lord, it hurts so bad. When I was in labor, I don't think I've. Oh well, or actually, I had I think I I had an epidural when they when I was in labor, and I didn't feel it. So. so when I so um when she checked me, she said I was one centimeter and I was kind of happy with that. You know, I was kind of finally feeling like I was OK. I'm getting somewhere because I was doing little I was walking the neighborhood a couple times yeah, that and I was doing the exercises on my ball, rolling and all my hips and all that trying to get him down. So I was like, OK, maybe I'm what I'm doing is, you know, working, I guess. And yeah, but they had checked my blood pressure and it was like 140 over something. And this was the second time it was a little high. And she told me, look, and she told me, she talked to me about my blood pressure and she was like, um, so, you know, your blood pressure is a little high. And I was like, I think it's just because I'm kind of just over it. And like every time, you know, I'm just getting frustrated. And she was like, well, um, because that bottom number is a little high, that it's probably a true number. So they check. I think they checked my blood pressure again a little later, and it was still high. Oh, uh, high. It was one forty something, mm-hmm. and that ain't that ain't super high, but it's just a little high. Mm-hmm. So um, it ain't my normal. I'm one twenty something over, you know, eighty something. Um, so when she did all that, she was like, "Well, I'm glad you said that because we usually have to induce you." when you have like too high blood pressure because it's technically um gestational um hypertension so i like come on let's do it i told pharaoh i don't know if pharaoh went with me i think pharaoh was with you you think that oh yes, yeah he because sure he, was. he came he was y'all came here we came back and got yeah, everything together as soon as we went, I said, after well, you we went to go to get something the- to eat <laughs> yeah i said well we going to uh, have the baby today and he was just like, I don't think he really believed me. And I'm like, no, for real. Let's it go. took him forever to, to call his parents. Because I'm like, you're not going to tell your parents that y'all I'm have like, a baby like, soon. And then I, so then we, uh, yeah, we came here and I told you and everything. And I was packing my bag and stuff. We, I had been packing my stuff, but this was just the last, you know, getting everything in. 
all my electronics and stuff I had took. Um, and Pharaoh had finally called his mama. You know, I've been called mom. And then, um, yeah, I had, he, so he called his parents and let them know that we were going. So we went and we went to, um, we stopped at, he was going to go home, but he decided not to, um, to get his bag, but he didn't. So we went and stopped at, um, Chick-fil-A. And I ate Chick Fil A because I knew they, you know, you, you can't you know eat. if you don't eat. know this, you you yeah. can't eat during labor. You can't eat. So I was like, let me at least have a meal because you probably will shit. Yeah. So, so I had my that. meal. I don't know if I should have done myself to be honest. I don't know. I don't um, know either. <laughs> so um, yeah, I had that meal. I and we went in. We waited in the waiting room a little while. And. They finally called us back there after they got the room ready and stuff. So the first thing they did was they um put a server deal in me, and it's supposed to, <laughs> it's supposed to ripen the cervix. So that was in me for like that whole night, and I was getting a little bit of contractions throughout the night, but nothing major. Like I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but d- when during the day when I woke up that next morning, I was feeling it more intensely. So this had to be what Wednesday, Wednesday. morning. Mm-hmm. I was feeling it. Was he born on Wednesday? No, he was born Thursday night. God damn! So I'm trying to figure. It's a, it's such a blur when you in that phase. It is. So I'm trying to figure out how long I had that server deal in me because. I had the server deal in me for a while. I guess as your vagina. <laughs> yeah, they, and then they um I was getting the next morning I was getting real bad um contractions. Like I kind of had to start breathing through them by then. And I had to put on I tried to put me some gospel on thinking that the, this is what's going to I I couldn't. I snatched that off so bad. I put my workout playlist and that was working for me a little bit better. I'm sorry, Lord. I pray now, but it's just he know he probably was just like, "Girl, go on and turn on that it's future." Just, that's, you know, he saw the best of that. This is not the best. Point, this is the worst. Yeah. At this point, that was not helping me get through um that labor pain. Like I had to listen to some, you know, trap music, mm-hmm. and um, it was helping me for a little bit, but this, that pain was something. Else. Yeah, labor pain is is it's, intense. It's like no other feeling. I'm not gonna say it's the. I'm not gonna say it's the worst feeling in your life. It's. I feel like it's manageable if you get in the right mindset. And I wanted to go natural at before, but I during my pregnancy, I kept having dreams about how much pain it was, and I was like, no, screw that. When it's time to deliver, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get the baby out. In me comfortable. I'm sorry. I apologize if you can hear my daughters screaming and saying yeah, 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 yeah in the background. I apologize. She was sleeping and <laughs> clearly she's up now. But yeah. then I remember they checked me. And ooh, she tried to check me. And I was waiting on some pain medication. And that nurse was delivering a baby in another room so she couldn't get to me. I was so pissed off. Like I was starting to feel my rage building up, and I don't want to, you know, cuss out the Take nurses out because mm-hmm. I understand exactly what they're going through. Like I, I be there at my own job. Like you know, you can't always get there in the patient's room the moment that they hit get their pain. But I was so pissed off. I was, it was getting to me. I was about to 
Like, I tried to remain calm. I don't think I actually cussed her out, but I was just getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then the, one of the um, the charge nurses came in, and she was giving me some medication. She said this was going to be a better medication than that fent- fentanyl. fentanyl. It wasn't. <laughs> and fentanyl is extremely strong, so I don't know why she thought that, that whatever concoction she gave me was going to be... But it helped a little bit. Is is fentanyl, does that cause people to get addicted to it and stuff like that? Oh, all this stuff, yeah. Okay, so that's probably why she wanted to start you off with something Shit. a little lighter. But, how, how the hell you gonna I mean, get addicted she, when she, you in there? But she, she didn't know your history, so maybe that's why she no, decided no, it's, something. it's not that. She just probably, um, she probably just probably thought it was gonna be stronger. Maybe it worked better for some other people. Uh, maybe it worked best, better for her. Maybe yeah. she had been a mom and, and you know, because yeah, sometimes I you use your personal experiences. To, yeah, to I thought I was going to, if they would have, if I could have got the pain medication on time, every time, I probably could have did it with just pain medication. Mm-hmm. But because I know that they was taking a while to do stuff. Uh-uh. And then once that Pitocin, they gave me the Pitocin drip and yeah. everything really started Start kicking up. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, no. And But anyway, they tried to check me and... It hurt so it hurt so freaking bad. Like I was crying, I was shaking. Like it was, I was. That was the worst pain. Her checking me while I was, you know, in labor. That was the worst pain ever I've ever had. Not the contraction. Her checking me. I mean, because it was your pain from the yes. from the contractions, and then someone sticking their hands. It hurt so. Hey, bad. what you doing to my own? It hurt so bad. <laughs> I, she didn't so it hurt so bad and I was kind of acting a fool because I was in so much pain that she was just like yeah I'm not about to check her let's, let's, <laughs> let's move right along you yeah. probably about three so centimeters they finally um they had gave me the pain medication and then they gave me the right pain medication that I wanted and by then she was like well the doctor said that um whenever you want um an epidural you can get an epidural so I was like, I'll take one epidural, please. For 900 years, I got me that epidural and they came so fast. Uh, that's why I was like, let me, y'all come on and give me this um, fluid so I can get this epidural because you never know. Sometimes they come late. So, but they came pretty fast and it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad experience with that epidural to me. I mean, I could feel the needle in my back, but mm-hmm. needles don't scare me. Oh, needles frighten the fuck out of me. Now, I'd rather see him do it for, to me than just yeah. the I, fact I, that you can't yeah. see it. But, yeah, it was okay. And then they, like, tell you, like, do your back yeah, like this, I'm do your like, back like this. Fuck? Like, I have a big belly. I can't do and that. And then they tell you to be still during the contractions. Right. You you just pray to God that you don't you get don't paralyzed because I be, no, I I'll move. You know, you move, unfortunately. Like, probably not enough I, to, Not a lot. But you may yeah. do a little shit. Especially, like, if you feel yeah, something shooting to I your back. I had a... It wasn't that. It was I had a, um, of course, a damn contraction during that. Mm-hmm. And so, it take a few minutes for them to, to do the epidural. Yeah. So, you gonna... Especially if you're in active labor, your, your contractions are coming pretty frequently. Yeah. So. so, she gave me that epidural and... Really shortly, by the basically, I had the damn baby on Thursday. I don't know what the hell fell between when and where, what day. I kind of remember, but I know you had him probably around like eight or nine o'clock that night. Oh, I know, I had him. I got the specific. You, you, you pushed. 
You pushed for my, maybe I like an hour. An hour yeah. yeah, it was real. And that's what I was going to say. I feel like you doing your little walking and your exercises on a little ball like really helped you to push because it, 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 it went by very, very quickly. Like, yeah. um, like super quick. Like I wasn't expecting it. And then especially yeah. for your first baby, for you to be able to push, because some people be pushing for hours and hours and hours. Girl, he would. And then by and then he then, was a little baby. Was he was like, little too. She was like, okay, um, it's it's time. He's right here. Um, like I'm gonna go get the doctor. I said, wait, he coming. Like it feel like you about to shit. Like just like when you feel the same feeling you feel like you have to shit, shit is the mm-hmm. same feeling you feel like that force yeah. of something. And that's why a lot of women yeah. do um, use the bathroom on themselves while pushing because it's the same sensation. Like you feel the urge to push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh no, he but it's kind of involuntarily. Yeah. Like, like your, your stomach, all, your, when your stomach is contracting, it's pushing the baby down and uh-huh. all you feel is pe- pressure to push. So sometimes you can't stop and it. And I was so happy that the epidural didn't numb me enough to where I couldn't feel my contractions because that's mm-hmm. what helped too. Mm-hmm. And the nurse that I had was phenomenal. She was telling me exactly where to push, you know, in my vagina to get him out too. Okay. so And that also helps somebody who's you know, thorough yeah. and knows what they're doing. So she's going to do the, um, so he, he was his, born his on January 9th at 8.33 PM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was six pounds, three ounces and 18 inches long. Oh, and he was born on me and Pharaoh's anniversary. anniversary. So that was a nice little anniversary gift. But yeah, that was my labor. Now, um, I think I'm going to start with Aliyah's first because that's a little bit more fresh in my mind because it was less than two years ago. Um, I had a scheduled C-section with... Uh, uh-uh, you got to start with your first pregnancy. You got to because that's what will show you why you had to okay. schedule C-section. Um, with Josiah, um, I would say that I was in, not active labor, but I was in the stages of labor with him for the week, the whole week before I had him, I think i maybe went to the hospital on two separate occasions, two or three separate occasions. And the last time I went in, they sent, they, they actually induced me. Um, but the other, I think, I think it was actually two times. The first time they sent me home, um, I was having extreme pains in my back um, one of the worst pains that I felt in my life, like I couldn't even hardly walk. I was crying and I, I wouldn't say that I'm a big crier. Um, but I, you know, of course I cry sometimes when I feel the need to, but I, when it comes to pain, I can, you know, kind of talk myself through it or kind of like breathe through it. But the pain was very, very intense. Um, oh, pregnancy pain. yeah, it's cause I, I've always had like period cramps. So I know what pain feels like. And them period cramps were very, very extreme. But this pain was something totally different. It was like shooting pains in my back. Like somebody kept stabbing me. Um, I couldn't really eat. Every time I would try to eat, I would throw it back up. And again, probably because he was just so damn big. Every time he would move, there just wasn't enough space in my belly. So I would throw up constantly. Um, So the first time I went, they were like, you're not... I think I was maybe a centimeter or my contractions weren't frequent enough or I wasn't having contractions or something like that. And they sent me home 
And the second time I went in, um, they decided to induce me. Um, I guess because I'm tired of her coming to Yeah. And the doctor the doctor came in because it was like six or seven o'clock that morning. The doctor came in. He was like, I got some good news for you. We're gonna induce you. And I was so happy. Like I could have kissed him if I wanted to. I was I was so thankful because it was, you know, sometimes sometimes as black women, when you express yourself or express your pain, people think that you're being overly dramatic. And so for fountain finally for them to believe that I was in a, in a lot of pain and they were going to go ahead and induce me and the, it was going to be over. Cause again, I went over, I think maybe one or two weeks with him. So I was over being pregnant. I was probably like 41, 42 weeks. I was over it. Do y'all hear her? (laughs) She's probably watching Mickey Mouse. Okay. So anyways, um, yeah, I was I was I was really over being pregnant. So um I went in, they went ahead and uh started me on Pitocin. Um and then once I had the Pitocin, the back labor kind of stopped, but then the actual active labor started. Um so I would say those pains, it was it was painful, but it wasn't as painful as the back labor. Um and I think maybe after the Pitocin, um, they were like, okay, so once you get to three centimeters, we can go ahead and give you an epidural. Do you want epidural? And I was like, yeah, I want an epidural. So I think maybe it, it didn't take that many hours for me to get to three centimeters. So they came in, gave me my epidural. And surprisingly, like I said, I don't like needles, but I was, I was okay when they gave me the epidural. I do think that I had a contraction during it. But for the most part, it was smooth. <laughs> it was smooth sailing. Um, so then, yeah, I got my epidural and um, I just chilled for the rest of the day. Um, again, I we were at the hospital like six o'clock that morning. And then it came to time for me to push probably maybe around like eight or nine o'clock, possibly. Um, so I ended up pushing. And pushing and pushing and pushing and And the baby was not coming. Um, And it was I was getting frustrated because I I didn't know anything about labor. I didn't know anything about the process. I thought pushing was going to be the easiest part. Make it seem like it's so quick. Right. Especially like when you watch. Right. When you watch movies and stuff like that, they, you know, push, push one good push. ah, And then the baby's here. No, that's not true. Uh, That's inaccurate. Pushing is the most intense. Yeah. And especially when you're laying on your back. Yeah. When you're laying on your back, you have to think when you're using the bathroom, like if you if you were laying on your back trying to use a bathroom, how successful would you be in using the bathroom? Well, for one, it would be messy. Two, it just wouldn't happen. You're laying on your back. So I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And they're like, oh, his head is right there. And I'm like, okay, you said that like six pushes ago. If his head is right there, why isn't he coming out? So finally, uh, we went ahead and had uh, to do the emergency C-section. Uh, I think they told me that he had actually used the bathroom in me. So he was like showing signs of stress. So they went ahead and did the C-section. Um, my mom or Mama Ibby went into the into the room with me. 
And I was like so delirious. Um, I remember them like giving me all, sticking me in my neck with all types of needles and stuff like that. And I just remember laying there and just like, like what the fuck is going on? You're going to feel pressure. You're going to feel pressure. I didn't feel anything um, except, well, uh, except for the tugging. I felt them tugging because again, you can feel your body. just being Yeah, I can feel my body being moved. And then I was pushing for so long. So he was down down there so I'm guessing they had to like kind of push them back up and then you know get find them and, and get them all that type of stuff so well not find him he was right there but you know get him to where he can get out of the little incision because if you think about it the incision is not really that big um they have to cut through a lot of layers of skin and stuff like that so um yeah they finally got him out and I remember when they pulled him out and he's didn't cry at first. So I was like, what's wrong with him? Is he okay? And um, Mama Ibby got up and checked on him. And they was like, oh, no, he's okay. And then he started crying. And then I started crying because it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. I was, like, so excited, so happy. Like, this is your first child, of course. Yeah, You're going to be overcome with emotion. Just like this is the little mother. Yeah, this is yeah, up. this no, this is the Punching big me. the big well, something mine. in my in my case. Um and then uh we were looking at the clock and it was eleven oh two, I believe, when he um when he was actually born. And um we asked how big was he, and that's when we found out that he was a whopper. He was 10 pounds, 3.3 ounces. So that made... He started off in a size one Yeah, diaper. Yeah, he was a size one diaper and wore size zero to three months, three months clothing when he came here. He was a so big baby. So I was in um, active labor for about 17 hours with him. And yeah, pretty smooth other than the pushing part. Um, now with um, Aliyah, I went ahead and decided to do a... A scheduled C-section. Um, I discussed it with my doctor because I didn't want to get to a point where I was 41, 42 weeks um, and I was still pregnant. Um, second baby, didn't know if she was going to be big like him. I just couldn't do it again. I'm older. You act like you old. The, the, my bones are, are, are older. My my body is older. I already had weight on me. I didn't want extra extra weight on me. I just I I was always overheated. I was nauseous. I couldn't go through forty two weeks of feeling like that. So uh, when she brought up the option to do a scheduled C section, I was all on board. No, I'm saying that's what you. Mean. Oh yeah, I was like she was like scheduled C section. I was like yes, let's let's go ahead and do that. So we we. Came up with a few different times, but then um, eventually she was like, okay, so I want to do it at 39 weeks. So she was like, this is a day. Does this day work for you? I was like, yes, cool. So we scheduled a time. I was originally supposed to have my C-section around, I think, three in the afternoon, but somebody had canceled. So I actually was able to go in at 11 with this, uh, the C-section starting around 12 o'clock, one o'clock. So everything worked out perfectly. Um, I was happy because at three o'clock, that means I wouldn't have been able to eat at all during the day. And then it was going to take hours. So then I wasn't going to be able to eat till later. So I was like, okay, the earlier I can come in, I I'd be okay. Um, so I went in, uh, immediately they 
told me to get dressed. I got dressed. Um, came in, they started me on my IVs and stuff. And then a few minutes later, the person who does the epidural, I guess the anesthesiologist is that what they call it. Yeah. The anesthesiologist came in. Um, this time, I guess, because I wasn't in any pain at all, I could feel the needle or I can feel the pain of that more intensely. So I was crying. Like, I know, I know Sergio's looking at me like, what the, like, why are you crying? I, I was, I was a wreck. I was crying. I was like shaking, like my hands were shaking and stuff like that. And the nurse was looking at me. She was like, are you okay? Oh my God. She was like rubbing me on my back. It's okay. It's okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. Like this hurts. I can feel the needle going in. I could feel them like trying to position it. I could feel the liquid going into my back. I felt everything. But again, I think that's because. I wasn't in active labor. I didn't have any contractions or anything to kind of distract me from that feeling. So I could feel that more, uh, more vividly. Um, so yeah, after I had the epidural, they came in to check to make sure, cause they, I think they had to do more epidural or something. They had to, I don't know. They had to do something. So because the scheduled C-section and emergency C-section and stuff like it's totally different. So they have to put more, they have to make you more and more numb. They have to make you numb all the way where sometimes you can still feel like, like you say, you could feel how to push and where to push and stuff like that. With scheduled C-sections, they numb you all the way. So you can't feel anything at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She, she's like, she's telling her, her side of the story, apparently. Um, so yeah, they went ahead and do that. They came in and sprayed me with like some cold stuff to see if I could feel it. And like, I was numb from my, from my toes all the way up to probably about my, um, probably my ribs. I would say that I was numb. Um, they sprayed me with the, the stuff. I was like, if you feel uh, the coldness, let us know. And I didn't feel anything. So they were like, okay, let's go ahead and, um, and get this taken care of. They explained that um, I would be in there by myself for a few minutes while they got everything set up and, and until they started the process. And then my husband would be able to come in and sit with me. And then after they get the baby out, they would take the baby, go back to the room. He would go back to the room with the baby and I would have to be sewn up. Um, and she was telling me that it would take about like an hour or so. So I was just like, so I have to lay there for an hour. I, I was nervous about that because I was like, damn, they can't do it faster, but you can't rush stuff like that. So um, anyways, we went to the room. Um, she started cutting and for some reason I could like feel it. Like I couldn't actually feel it, but I felt the I could feel that I was being sliced. I could feel the sting of it. You know, you cut just you get a paper cut, you feel the sting. I could feel the sting of it being of me being cut. And um, they were like, oh my God, you can feel it. So they started giving me all types of medicines. They were like scrambling to make sure. And I was like crying. They were like, is she okay? What's wrong with her? And I was like, I was, I was just, I was scared. I guess that's what I was, uh, that's why, another reason why I was crying. And then um, they were like asking me questions, trying to calm me down. And then I was good. And then um, they finally bought the baby out and she started crying immediately and has not stopped crying <laughs> since. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, but yeah. And I was like, okay, how big is she? They were like, she's seven pounds on the die. And then uh, they came and bought her over. And 
You cried again. I cried again. They were like, is she, why is she crying? It was like, is she crying because of the baby or is she crying because she's in pain? I was like, I'm crying because of the baby. And she was just the cutest little thing that I had ever seen. Looked exactly like her brother. Like, just like the same baby except for very small compared to him. And um, I had her at 1.03 p.m. So and we had got Joey out of school to them. We're not going to talk about what Josiah did. <laughs> I was just going to say. I was just saying we got Josiah out of school so he could see his sister. Yes. So, um, out of both experiences, I would say... <laughs> I would say that, I mean, I, I had, you know, good experiences for both of my labors. I wouldn't have changed anything. I'm glad that I went ahead with the Schedule C section. Even though I... Pretty sure since Alia was so small, I could have probably pushed her out, but um, I don't think I would change I like, anything. Yeah, I like, I'm just thankful that I didn't have to have a C section because mm-hmm. I didn't want one. Yeah. And at the time, I just wanted to, and I did rip a little. C sections are hard, or take longer and are harder to recover from. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a minor rip that I got, though. So, so mm-hmm. I was good. They sewed me up and I was fine. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're going to talk about postpartum. Oh, and I'll, did I say Ali was seven pounds? She was yeah, seven pounds. Dot, okay, yeah. yeah, seven on the dot. So um, now I guess we can go ahead and start about, uh, talk postpartum. about postpartum. Like immediately, like while we were, I guess, while we were in the hospital and then like our first week home. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Postpartum for me was is the, was the worst part of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And, the, and nobody tells nobody you about that either. Nobody talks about that at mm-hmm. all. First of all, during the... Um, during uh when he was first born, I remember after that it was later in that that night. So we did they just moved us to a new room. Mm-hmm. I had pee for them before I got moved to my other room. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we just fell asleep. But I was up all throughout the night just right. making sure so he, he was okay. Breathe. Mm-hmm. And he was just sleeping, looking all angelic, mm-hmm. wrapped up like a burrito. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we slept the whole night. And then the next day is, well, of course, we tried to feed and all that. We mm-hmm. are, we did all that. But basically, my hardest part problem in, while I was in the hospital was breastfeeding. And I felt like one of the nurses was just so rude to me. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't even have the energy to say anything or cuss her out. Because I, all I could do was just cry. Like... Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's all, normal. All I can do. And then he was he was like spitting up. The one of his um the pediatrician came in and examined him. He was like, "What's uh well everything looks good. Are you is every you have any questions for me?" And I just started crying. I'm like, "Well, he's still spitting." Up. Mm-hmm. And you were there and you were like, "She's fine. <laughs> She's oh. fine." She's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just could, was crying. Because I crying, understood. Crying, 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 I crying. understood. And then the the nurse that was rude to me told me that I could I would starve the baby and all this shit. Which is something very insensitive to say to someone very. who just had a baby who's clearly emotional. Uh, and I'm just crying, 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 crying. Mm-hmm. He got his um, but he did get his circumcision done and all that. But he did pretty good with that. Mm-hmm. But me, crying, crying, crying. I just cried because he kept spitting up and like choking on his spit up. Mm-hmm. And, that and that's scary. scary for it, because he's for out. Yeah, and he's out in the world. In your belly, you can protect them. But when they're out here in the world, it's like you, you, you're you so nervous. Like, 
they're they're sleeping. They've been asleep for two hours. Okay, let me check on them because yeah. are they still breathing? Like you just you're so nervous. It all that eventually goes away. Yeah, slowly. I, like, I'm slowly. not super. Not saying you not yeah. gonna be checking your baby, yeah, but yeah, you just yeah. be a little, just you learn your baby. You, yeah. yeah, you got your child. God is gonna get hurt one day. Mm-hmm. Not so you know. Not I'm not wishing nothing bad. I'm talking like falling and scuffing his knee. Like, that's mm-hmm. a part of life. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of learn to just let them grow and learn on their own some right, stuff. Right. But, yeah. Oh, it, I just cried, cried, cried. Came home, did nothing different. But, <laughs> but breast pumping, cry, cry, cry. Breast pumping was miserable because you have to do it every two to three hours just as much as they eat so it's mm-hmm. and then you have to you have to pump to keep their breast production up mm-hmm. and my breast milk like i had a lot of breast milk and now. you have to pump because if you don't pump your your boobs will become engorged and they yeah. will hurt very well very mine bad. never hurt when i didn't pump they just were big and kind of sore but that's it but um yeah so i breastfed i breastfed through bottle you know by pumping for about um, almost a month, I mm-hmm. would say, mm-hmm. and then after that, I was kind of over it because he, it, the breast milk was so thin that he kept choking on it. I was just like, let me just give him, you know, formula, because I was tired of him. But yeah, um, postpartum is trying on your relationship. I was, mm-hmm. I just could not stand Pharaoh. I could not stand him. I remember just sitting next to him, just rolling my eyes hella hard. <laughs> like, for real. You be pissed off. <laughs> for what? You, because you'd be crazy. I, yeah, I was just so... Yeah, I was... Irritating. I was, first of all, I was pissed off at everybody. Yeah, so you, don't you, even, went through yeah. a, you went through a, 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 a mean. I was yeah. like, whoa. Everybody was just getting on my nerves. I was just over it. It's, it's not... That I, it wasn't, and it had nothing to do with the baby. It was just my hormones were just mm-hmm. out of, out of whack. whack. Well, it kind of did because the you know lacking of sleep, you just get mm-hmm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. Me without any sleep, I'm an angry bitch, and that's exactly what I was. <laughs> like, and I I was doing like everything because this was I was staying with you know my mom and me and my fiance were not staying together. So I was basically the main caregiver and he working and stuff like that. So he couldn't be with the baby as much as me. So So you get frustrated. Yeah, I was frustrated. That's why I was mad at him. Mm-hmm. But it didn't take it took a while for me to express that I was irritated with him. Um which is why he, communication with your partner is key to a yeah. successful and happy relationship. He, I had, I had expressed to him my irritation, and he expressed to me his. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we've been okay since then. And that was around Valentine's Day. You had to get it right before right. Valentine's Day. Now, right. <laughs> but yeah, I was. Oh Lord, it, it's very trying on your relationship. And then another thing, your weight. Mm-hmm. I lost the weight from him about 10 pounds and I probably gained some back because at, for breastfeeding it made me like super hungry. Well, I mean, you that takes a lot out yeah, of you. So. But I'm still the same weight. So got to lose that though. But after I'm, um, after my birthday this weekend, me and my fiance going on a fast. Okay. And we gonna work out, start working out and stuff like that. Is the so, gym in your complex open? 
It is actually. We can't exercise. We can't have any guests right now, though. Oh, I wasn't saying. Oh, no, no. And, oh, shoot. And we can um, exercise in our slots. So everybody in our. Oh, so you pick a time to go Yeah, in. you have to schedule so, it. Oh, that's I cool. wonder, did they open that gym? Because I need to cancel my membership. I need to cancel mine, too. Shit, they got me all the way. They, they, haven't, they haven't charged anything, I guess, because they have been closed. But I need to go in and cancel before yeah. they start charging me back. Definitely, because I ain't going there. And for uh, Sergio will be looking at me like, you see this? You see how much they charging you? And you ain't been, when the last time? I ain't, Planet Fitness ain't seen me since... 2019. Oh, wow. Since before I was pregnant, really. Yeah, because I ain't. Shit, I maybe ain't, 2018. I didn't go to the gym when I was pregnant. Um, but yeah. But, so. Well, I would think I was about to say one more thing. Yeah, but even with the weight, you kind of learn to like deal with it. Yeah, and, you like, become you comfortable learn to in your skin. A new, a new sexy with your weight, but I'm still won't lose it. But I'm still, I'm not insecure about my weight. People can talk me. Eh, oh, Emma, you gained so much weight with your pregnancy. Okay, it is what it is. And then we, you did bitch. too, I'm sure. Right. So, you know. yeah, yeah, but what what people don't understand is once you have a baby, your body changes. You're not. You're not. You don't have the same body you had before. Your body's gonna change. Whether you put on more weight, you get a you get stretch marks on your stomach. It's gonna be yeah, there. It's just. Stretch, it's just the ways of of life. I'm cool and that's with the just it. Marks. I'll call him back later. Um, yeah, so as far as my postpartum um, with my son, I had baby blues. I was like really like, like just down and and out and just I was really insecure about my relationship. Um, partially because, you know, you bring in someone else into the equation where it was just you two at first and I was three of you and you don't know how to maneuver yeah because it's like the baby comes first so you know you just have to find different ways to to work on your relationship to actually have your relationship where like this is why i always say that you should still you know go on dates yeah we pass, make time for just you and your partner yeah, we went on dates. i feel sorry for the people who gave birth right before the pandemic because they, they can't even go on dates with their partner now mm-hmm. you know yeah, you but, have to yeah, you have to make time where it's just you two. Where it, you know, or you could just like if you have a support system, let your let your child, let your baby go stay with your with the grandparents or with auntie or something, I and then that. have just time. time with you and your partner. That's very important um, to keep your relationship alive and thriving. Um, and I think that we we did that. It was because it was my first child. I was very skeptical excuse me, very skeptical to let anybody watch him except for you or Mama Ibby because I lived with you guys. I lived with you guys. So I knew how you guys were. I knew that you guys were going to watch my baby like how I watch my baby. Whereas um, my husband's mom, she lives, um, you know, lived in a different place. And I I just, I didn't, I, I love her, but I didn't, trust her i didn't trust that she yeah, was gonna watch my baby like how me. i was yeah. gonna watch my baby so i was like kind of like nervous and it's and like stuff. no rudeness it's just i don't I, you didn't raise me so right. i don't and then know. there's a language barrier yeah. my husband's mom is speaks spanish for the most part i mean she speaks 
you know, very little English, but she, you know, she can communicate with, she understands what I'm saying, but she can't say it back in English. Just like I understand what she's saying in Spanish, but I can't say it back in Spanish. I know very little words in Spanish, but I understand what she's telling me when she's talking to me. Um, but yeah, but I did, I did eventually let her watch him and she has a very good relationship with my son. She loves my son and my son loves but her. But it's just, it's just a building trust. You yeah. Know, I feel like as a, when you're, um, what is it called? When you're an in-law and you you know, whoever had a baby, you can't pressure them to, um, get comfortable you got to kind of right you have to work with it yeah because it's a lot to this is somebody that you carry the whole right nine months you know what different cries are you know if they're crying like this that means this if they look like this that means that you know your baby and you know your in-law has not spent that much time with the baby so you're kind of nervous but you have to well go with what you're comfortable with but you you know try to make yourself comfortable like whether it's you you going over there with them and see how they're you know interacting with the baby but you know especially if you have a relationship and you want to keep your relationship relationship alive you know slowly maneuver into letting them watch the baby oh it's the best thing it it, it, it will start watching it because you didn't you'll be more comfortable and you'll be like all right um not saying you're gonna let them watch the baby all the time but if you want to go on dates you're able to that's something I used to talk about moms that used to drop their kid off with their parents every weekend. Shit, I feel them. I mean, but <laughs> you, but I you work. But yeah, I, for people who don't work and just dropping their kids off because they don't want to deal with them, that's a different story. No. I'm not judging you, but still. Yeah, I do work, but you know, it's nice to get a breather and relax yes. and have fun sometimes without yes. the child. Like they say, it take a you got to remember, it take a um, village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. So don't try to do it all by yourself. Own. Because Sing you will be stressed. Yeah. Right. If you in a relationship. If you have the support then, system, yeah. let the support system help you. And if don't you try to do it all on your own. Or in, in a relationship, not in a relationship, let your baby daddy watch the damn child. That's if they're responsible. Child. Yeah. But yeah. he's going to have to grow up and be responsible. It's your child. I'm saying responsible as in he is a respectable human being. Like, if he, like, a drug dealer and shit be hanging around sketchy people, I'm not letting my child go over there. Well, you, you had to But you lay down with him. So, but, he need to watch the damn baby. But you, you should, you know, let your baby get to know their family. Like, that's why you yeah. would always let Josiah go over there so he can be with, you know, uh, my husband's hey, mom time, and, and their, their side of the family. You know, so he can learn about uh, about his culture and things like that. Um, with Ali and postpartum, in in the hospital, I was I was a wreck. I was crying. I felt huge when I like after I had her, my stomach immediately was like like flat, like sagging. So I would be walking one way, and my stomach would be moving to the other side. It was uncomfortable. Let me tell you, the worst feeling is down up under your gut. Felt like complete jello. If I yeah. did not have that waist trainer and stuff like that. I would not have been able to stand up straight. Like it yeah, was, you you it's, it's hangs so, so low, that, and so that that your back hurts. So mm-hmm. yeah, your back weak from mm-hmm. carrying that baby. Carrying it's the weirdest feeling. Mm-hmm. All the, your midsection just feel like jello, basically. Mm-hmm. And then um, since I had the scheduled C section again, they put more epidural. Well, the they they 
the the numbing medicine or whatever they put into the epidural or whatever, they put more. So I was still, I still couldn't really feel my legs. Um, my vagina area, the C-section area was numb for probably like a month or two after. Um, my leg was numb for maybe, maybe almost a week after I had her. So it was, it was really hard. So you couldn't even have. On top of the pain. But you, well, you're not supposed to till after six months. I mean, six weeks. You said about two months. I'm saying like the C-section area was numb. Like the area, like the top of my vagina, not not inside it, but the top of my vagina was numb, like oh. to the touch. Like if you poked it, I wouldn't really be able to feel it. Oh. So, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I would say I, I was a nervous wreck in the, the hospital. I cried a lot in the hospital and the nurse came in and she probably thought surgeon was like abusing me or something. Cause I was just crying nonstop. No. And she was like, she was like, are you okay? Yes, and she was like, "Okay." And then Sergio was like, "She's fine." Yeah. Oh, he she thought he was because they made sure they asked you when they out through. Yeah, I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah, but I I was just upset with him because I thought he showed his mom a picture of me that was very unflattering. So I was upset, and he told me he told me he didn't show her, but. For some reason, like I don't know, I was just I was just really I sad. Yeah, but but when I had went to the bathroom, I was trying to use the bathroom too. And after a C, you know, after you have a baby, after you have a C section or whatever, it takes a long time for you to to get around. Like I was like having to walk, take a step, breathe in deep, take a step breathing deep and so that takes a long time to get from the bed to the to the bathroom and then you have to you know try to wipe yourself and all type of stuff so it took a long time for me but I wasn't finna come back outside because I was looking crazy I wanted everybody to leave first and then I wanted to come back out but um yeah other than being in pain and being like numb and stuff and and acting crazy (laughs) my postpartum was was great well, it wasn't great, but it was it was okay. I didn't I didn't really get much sleep because, um, yeah, Alia doesn't sleep. She still doesn't sleep Sorry. all the way through the night. So. He didn't. Where Josiah, after a month, he was sleeping yeah, yeah. through the night, and I would get maybe that's boy. I would get a good night's sleep with Josiah every night, unless if he was sick, which was rare. But. Yeah, I was. I had good night's sleep until June 2018, and it's May 2020, and I still don't get good night's sleep. But they they say your second your second child sometimes be the one that keep you up at night, the bad one. Oh shit! Maybe we so maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> you, if you want another another baby, get you a little dog or something, get you a cat or a, a fish, mm-hmm. <laughs> something. Um, okay, so like I said, we're gonna do like a little parenting quiz. We already um about fifty minutes to the episode. We may have to cut this into no. sections, like release half of it and then half of a part of the week and then half of it the the next week. Or we'll just put it all out. If if y'all really fuck with us, y'all listen to the whole thing, period. Okay, so um I found a few questions on BuzzFeed, and this is about parenting, like just different parenting questions. So I'm just gonna ask and then you just answer it. How you want to. You can add a little bit. Add. Not a little bit. 
just say yes or no, whatever. Okay, so um, the first question I found is, who do you love more, your kids or your partner? Go. This ain't no yes or no question. I said answer yes or no or answers a little bit, a little extra. It doesn't have I to be a, a one person. Like you could say no, equally I, or no. I would not say equally. You, I love them differently. Like you can't. You don't love. No, me. I'm saying you don't love anybody more than the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, I, you don't. There's I, different types of levels of love. Of, there's a different when you create a whole human being. Right. That's and then you meet different. somebody and fall in love. Yeah, that's, that's totally so, different. They're totally different feelings. You can't. You can't relate. Yeah. So you can't say yeah, who you love compare. more. Um, I think, hold on, because on, on this uh, little questionnaire, they actually have like what people wrote as their answers. So I'm going to go up and see what the people say. Yeah, I would answers. never compare. Um, it's a... Um, 11% said your partner, 19% said your kids, and then 70% say can't compare it's a different kind of love yeah. so i I would definitely I agree yeah. it's, it's a it's a different type of love yeah and for those uh, yeah. and for whoever said your partner more yeah i was about to say that 11 percent y'all wrong crazy. with y'all I, I, it's different it's a different type of love like i said mm-hmm. definitely um, so the second question I found is to spank or not to spank. So do you agree with spanking your, well, or I mean spank. Do you agree with whoopings? That's the better word, whoopings. I don't really say spank. Yeah. I do, de- depending on what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going around handing out ass. Whoopings. Right. <laughs> you get ass whooping. You get ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. It depends on what they do, I feel like. Um, I Again, it depends on what they do. Even though I don't really give Josiah whoopings or spankings, whatever you want to call them, because I feel like talking to him and taking things from him, taking his games and, and stuff from him, is just as uh, works just as efficiently. Even though apparently I'm a softy, I think me and um, <laughs> I think me and Sergio are a little softy, so we need to be a little bit more firmer. But I don't, I don't really believe in whoopings. Even though I got my got a fair share of them uh, over the years, um, but yeah, it, you you figure out different ways of parenting. Like what worked for for your parents to to discipline you may not work for your kids yeah. to discipline. But certain stuff just can't fly. Right. Certain. certain it depends on what special. it is. Like yeah. you said. Um, on this little quiz, people fifty percent say sure it worked for me, and fifty percent said no way it's abuse. Um, it depends. It depends on how you beat a your children. Yeah, not it's not abuse. Yeah. And let's be let's for people that might not be cultured. When we say whooping, that do not mean we going out there and just hitting people senselessly. Right. Right. That's not it. It's just uh, what we say. Right. But. Really, I try to. I don't want to stare too close to whoopings because I feel like it's slave mentality. Mm-hmm. I try to get away from anything that's slave mentality. Right. You so, don't want to. I rather try to. First of all, your child gonna do some stupid shit. That's how right. they. You learn. did some stupid shit. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, like it's okay to explore for yeah. them to explore and make their own mistakes. It's a part of life. But you still need to reel them in. That right. still don't mean my child gonna be able to talk crazy to me or disrespect me, right? Because right. that's when you get your ass whooped. 
Right. <laughs> um, the next question I have is public shaming good parenting. No. No. Um, I do not agree with public shaming. I think that is cruel and unusual punishment. Me, me too. I think... Um, I just think it's embarrassing. Yeah, and you can scar your children for life. Yeah, like I said, um, there's this boy that I went to school with in his... um, And she said, like I said, because we were recording this and talking, and it it had stopped recording, so yeah. His um, mom, I think his grades was not good, so his mom didn't get him a haircut. He had to wear, um, what's it called? School uniform, and she he didn't get to wear his wood shoes that he had because he used to wear a lot of nice shoes. He couldn't wear any of that. I bet he learned his lesson, but still, yeah. that was embarrassing. embarrassing. And I remember him because of yeah, that. Yeah, because of that. Yeah. And then, like, I, um, Man, I was ki- kids, kids are very, very mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, This girl that I went to school with, she her parents made her wear the same outfit every single day, Monday through Friday, the same outfit. So people would be like talking about her like, ew, you ain't take no bath. Oh, you stink. And, um, yeah, kids are really mean to her. And, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I probably said some shit too, because I'm a kid not thinking that, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, keeping up with everybody else and being mean, but this is a tidbit. It's important to let your children know. That when people might talk about you now, but they don't really know what they talk about. Later on in the when they grow up and mature, they'll regret. They'll be like, "Damn, that yeah, was really fucked up." Because I really regret, regret about, about talking about, about a lot her. of people. Yeah, trifling like. Yeah, but the, you know that's a part of growing yeah. up. You know, you think it's funny and stuff, and then you grow up and you be like, "Damn, I was like a that really was fucked a up person." Yeah, yeah was I was a bully. Like, yeah. So um, I would I would not want my children to be subjected to things like that um, because now I feel like the suicide rates for like children and stuff is like really high now. Whereas when, you know, we were kids, we was like a little, you know, it was like, you better toughen your ass up. Yeah. I think we was a little bit more we tough. We were thrown to the wolves. Yeah. But Remember there was something, it was talking about how... Um, these new kids uh, so wrong with y'all because we used to sit in the car with, we used to sit in the car to lock cars and these new kids would be done die. That's not funny, but it's that ain't funny. funny. But yeah, we used to sit in the car and be locked in the car and we would be straight. <laughs> when I tell you, that, if they say um, the wiser the weaker, baby, you know, children grow wiser and weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my son knew how to work a damn phone, tablet, everything. But then you ask him a question, like I'll be helping him with his homework. Josiah, do you know what the answer is? Um, he get all jittery and stuff. And I'm like, calm down. What's the answer? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, are you serious? I just asked you what the question is. So yeah, he he real he's really sensitive. So I would not be I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare let Josiah sit in the car. I wouldn't dare let Josiah come home from school. Cause when mom, mama used to let us come home from school, we had the yeah. keys to the house, even though apparently I lost the keys a couple times. Ah, he got your ass <laughs> <laughs> a few different times. Um, but yeah, I would. I wouldn't dare let my child. I probably wouldn't uh, let him be home by himself until he was a teenager, like at least sixteen. And I was able to to do stuff like that, but yeah, you know, yeah. But then and again, women, I mean, girls are 
girls are a little bit more responsible. Yeah. My son is not responsible at all, so I would not give him those types of uh, privileges. Early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things have changed drastically. But yeah, yeah, I, these children are weak. Yeah, I are. hate to say that they, they might be smarter, but they they I'm sure weaker, and I'm sure we weaker than last generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they were staying at home by themselves, cooking yeah, and cleaning and watching their siblings, siblings while their parents would be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Okay, so um. Hold on, I didn't even say what that... Okay, so of course now my computer's froze. Um, but yeah, people, when it came to that, people said 26% um, said that um, it's a lesson they'll never forget in regards to public shaming. And 74 people said, no, I prefer not to scar my kids for life, which is, again, I agree with not scarring your children for life. Uh, next question is breast or bottle. Stop shaming people. Stop shaming people. It does not do, matter. Do what works for you. Some people stop. Some people don't just bottle feed because um, of the convenience. Some people, mm-hmm. brought, you know, I would have loved to have. First of all, I really, although my baby was choking on his bre- on the breast milk too, I really started um, formula feeding because I needed a, a peace of mind. Mm-hmm. It's very because when you're breastfeeding, your body is not really your own; it's yes. your baby's body. And like you, and it's a well-known your libido goes down. I hate to bring up, you know what? What <laughs> she? I'm not. She, mama said, mm. Yeah, you know what a, your libido a live is? Student, a, a, not studio. We have studio. You know what libido live is? Because you look at me crazy. No. It's your sex drive. Oh, that's what I figured it was. Yeah, you you don't have no sex drive. You already don't have no sex drive. You already pissed off at your, you know, the 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 spouse because they ain't got titties and they can't (laughs) feed the baby. So So you got to do it. It's just everything just piled on you, and it's just frustrating. Mm -hmm. You just want to be your own self. You want to. You want to get back to feeling sex. There's nothing sexy about having bottle things on your nipples (laughs) and pumping your breast. There's nothing sexy about but it's, that. You know, it's why people got to feed their baby. So mm-hmm. I understand, but it's just like I couldn't continue to do it past that month. I tried to breastfeed. Um, well, when I I had I had it set in mind in my head when I was pregnant with my son that I was going to breastfeed him. But he came. I had to have a C-section, and he was ten pounds. How the hell was I going to carry a ten pound baby to my breast with a C-section? That, that would have been very difficult for me. So I decided to formula feed him. And with my daughter, I tried to breastfeed her. But they don't tell you that breastfeeding it can hurts. be uncomfortable and it hurts. Yes. Not just, And I ain't talking about the contraction. Your no actual boob. Hurts. It hurts that from the baby latching. Hurts. Yeah. And then she, did, she didn't latch on properly. So I maybe tried breastfeeding. Um, with the combination of bottle feeding for like a couple of days, and then I was like, you know what, forget this. We just gonna we gonna bottle feed, and um, of they course she's extra, so we had to get the the Similac. We couldn't get Infamil because my son was on Infamil, but she had to have Similac. Yeah, we still searching so, for the right formula for my baby. Yeah, but I, I feel like he's get he's getting better when you put a little a little bit of um cereal in sometimes, his. He'd be a little sometimes better. he just spits up. It just depends. Mm-hmm. But the new stuff that she let us try is not working. So, oh. <laughs> you know, he just... And the struggle bitter. continues. Uh, but next question. Oh, well, um, 15% said bottle, uh, 41% said breast, and 44 
said combination. Yeah, right. So, you know, I believe that. Um, next is, do you share photos with your kids online? Um, with my son, I was taking pictures with my son every single day and posting them on IG every single day. But then again, I wasn't working. I was bored. I have nothing to do. So of course I posted a lot of pictures of him, um, with my daughter. Um, now I would say for special occasions, I really post her or unless she does something cute and I just want to, you know, talk about it, but really it's just special occasions. I don't share them as much on social media as I used to. Yeah. I don't share my, I don't share him as much. I do his month, his uh, monthly updates, updates. Mm-hmm. and then, you know, like you said, special occasion, but I don't share that much, but you know, it's my child. I'm proud you can of do my whatever, child. Right. You, and you can share them or if you don't want to share them, and you then, don't share them. Not to mention that my child had, we got family that our children will possibly never meet. So it's right, okay for right. them to see. Right. Cause they live in another country. Yeah, so mm-hmm. very true. It's okay for them to see their child. Right. And he got your children got double family that right because um see. some of uh, my husband's family still lives in mexico his grandmother lives in mexico so um may or may not get to uh ever meet her um yeah, so, so yeah okay. posting I online think. is and they is haven't good. even shoot family here hasn't even seen, seen. well because, seen your, your yeah, day. yeah because mm-hmm. of this pandemic so i feel like it's fine to yeah share whatever you you're comfortable yeah. with yeah um, 14% said no, never 29% said all the time and 57% said on special occasions. Yes. So again, it just depends on what you're comfortable with. Um, but I will say I didn't show no pictures when I was like that, when I was pregnant, it took me a while. I was well into my second trimester when I posted that I was pregnant, mm-hmm. which was mama's birthday party. Mm-hmm. With my son, I think I would post I told people I was pregnant for pretty quickly, uh, pretty frequently, um, on like Twitter and like IG, but on Facebook, I didn't really say anything. I just popped up and said, Oh, here's my baby. And they were like, dang, I didn't even know you were pregnant. I was like, because I wouldn't, wasn't meant for you to know. But with my daughter, I, I posted that I was pregnant. I posted a few pregnancy pictures on Facebook. Um, but it wasn't nothing crazy. Um, anyways, on to the next question. Next question is, uh, when do you think it's appropriate to get your child their own cell phone? I'm going to say with my son, because I know he is irresponsible, probably middle school, fifth grade, middle school. I was going to say about elementary, in the elementary, middle. Because, mm-hmm. again, it was different. Because I think you got your first phone when you were in elementary school. You were probably like in the first grade with a cell phone. <laughs> probably, because I was... I was going on and stuff. But then again, we've, it's so crazy, like how we, oh, it was fifth, Mama Ibby says fifth grade. Um, It's so crazy to see how technology has changed where when we, when we first started like using cell phones, there was only like a one game on there and it was like snake and it was like black and white or Tetris. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything very you know, serious. Whereas today there's all types of games and all types yeah, of distractions. So you used to not be able to text unless you had that um, option to text. You couldn't call people until after seven or after 9 PM. Remember? You I could, could, but it would charge you. But now you could call people anytime you want. You could text people anytime you want because it comes with the packages. Um, so it's a lot more distracting. So I would say that I think I would not feel comfortable with getting my son. Media. 
Yes, I would not feel comfortable getting my son up on until at least the sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, maybe, mm-hmm. depending on if his responsibility um, can pick up a little bit because he's he he ain't there yet. Um, one percent said kindergarten, which no, Whoa. hell no. Thirteen uh, percent said when they can pay for it. Okay, y'all. Come on now. Yeah. 34% said fifth grade. Okay. And then 52% said not until high school. Okay. I I think that's, you know, with what's going on now, your children will need to be able to get in contact with you. Yeah. And then, like, especially with school shootings and stuff like that. Like, let's be honest, children are talking to. It's sad we have to even think about that. Kids of, you know, their friends. Kids of uh, other sexes, you know, at middle school, about middle school age. Mm-hmm. Just, I would, I'm a hover though. Right, definitely. What you doing? Or like at night, give me your phone. Yeah. What's your passcode to your phone? I want to see what you've been doing. While they're young, yes, as they get older, high school and stuff, no, that you know, that's yours. But as when they're a kid, like some people let their children have social medias. No, I don't I want you to have a no, social media. No. Because there there's so there's so much damaging things that happen. Like I've seen people where like some celebrities when they were children, people had hate pages. So and so, so and so should kill themselves. Like, huh? Like, can you imagine? Like me as a child, I don't think that I think I'll be like, okay, whatever, y'all are stupid. But kids now, like we said, wiser, weaker. They hate me. They think I should kill myself. Let me do it. You know what I'm saying? Just irrational. So no, I don't. I, I would definitely be hovering until you know. I think that they're capable of making the you know making wise decisions where I see that their mental is okay. Um, did I tell the? The percentage of that? Yeah, I did tell that. Okay. So next is co-sleeping. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Because when you first give birth, it's when you first give birth, you just be kind of paranoid. Now that my child is four months, oh, sleep in your bassinet. Yeah. We've um Aliyah is about almost 14 months. Um we tried to get her to sleep in her own bed but she doesn't she That's doesn't want to sleep in her bed. Early. We we did try to do it early. She does not sleep through the night. Like she will wake up at all types she of the night and cry. Bed? No, she will cry and scream. She don't get up some when she's in the bed with us she'll get up playing. But when she's by herself, she will get up and scream and holler. But it's so crazy cuz during the day when she takes her naps, if she's if she wakes up and well, I guess it's because she can still see the sunlight, so she knows it's yeah, light. Yeah. It's She'd be okay. Dark, but at night, when it's dark and she can't see anything, I think that causes her to be upset. So she will not sleep by herself. But I believe co-parenting is oh, not mean? co-parenting. Co-sleeping is. I, I I agree with it, but you need there needs to be a time where you start slowly winging them off to sleep by themselves. They don't. They don't need to be sleeping with you all the time. Yeah, he. I'm trying that now to get him, but it's like when he come, goes and sleeps with his grandparents and stuff. He come back home. It's all effed up. I got to mm-hmm. do it all over again. Mm-hmm. But because they probably let him sleep with them. Because they probably, you know, they ain't got no like mama. Right. She don't have no. Right. Thing for him. 
Um, 18% said, yes, it's a beautiful thing. 41% said, no, it's dangerous. And 42 said, whatever gets us the most sleep. And whatever I'm gets the, the most, most sleep, sleep, I'm down for that. But yes, it is dangerous. But the way I sleep. I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a heavy sleeper. I'm a very light sleeper. Um, so anytime she moves, I'm, I'm like, okay, she good. And I, one thing I will say, my baby will not lay flat in his bassinet, so he sleeps with his um, boppy, but he be under the boppy, and it kind of keep me up at night checking on him. Mm-hmm. Even if you just As for when he in the bed, I just do this, have my arm around him, and be knocked up. Right. Okay, so next question is, who will teach your kids about sex? Me and his dad. And when, who and when? Me and his dad, probably in middle school. Um, yeah, I also agree. Um, of course, we will, but I'm, I'm going to speak to my son. I'm going to speak to my daughter. Um, of course, with the help of, of Sergio. Um, I believe probably fifth grade, sixth grade yeah. is the best time to teach them because that's when they'll that's be learning they, it at school anyway. Yeah. So, and that's when they start to have little crushes, for real crushes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, 10% said um, they'll figure it out on their own. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, no, no. You That's how you were raised? And how good did that work for you? Exactly. Uh, 12% said they have sex ed at school. And 78% but said don't tell you nothing. it doesn't give you like real talks about yeah. it it's just the the scientific part of it the learning it just, aspect they really of it. just told us about our periods from what i remember yeah i don't think they and really told us about sexual transmitted diseases. diseases exactly it. and it was the boys were in one class and the girls were in one class but they don't give you the real see my child don't get the real because i work with people that got sexual transmitted diseases that got AIDS, hiv and they Fucking got cancer because of it. They they can't walk no more because of the cancer that they got. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna get all of this. I think I may do like a slideshow, honestly. <laughs> okay, so see this to this. If you do this, this can happen. Cause and effect. Um, anyways, uh, 78% said we're giving them the talk, which I agree with. I think you and your partner or you and your husband, and you, you and your boyfriend, whatever, talk should about talk. bad things. Too. Right. They should know that because you, if you tell them only the bad, either it'll scar them, it'll scare them, or they'll be like, oh, you know what? I think I, my parents don't know what they talking about. Let me try it anyways. And then they get into some shit. You need to tell them everything because they need, yeah, they need to know that they're going to be scared to have sex. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they should have it in middle school. No. Hell no. But they should be responsible when they do have sex. Right. Right. And you just want them to know the the basics, at least, like about um, birth control, if they plan on doing birth control, um, and condoms. Yeah. If they need condoms, you know, telling your son to have condoms, telling your, if you have a daughter, telling them to have condoms, too. And don't let nobody and talk you into them about the stereotype of being a hoe. Like you, yeah, you. If you go out and do this, people will talk people about will judge you. You might not have friends because of it. You might, you know, the boys might be calling you a hoe. Girls may be calling you a yeah. hoe. All that type of stuff. So you have to just, and not even just um, girls dealing with that stuff. Boys too. Like if you doing stuff with a bunch of different girls and stuff, girls will judge you. Well, 
the dudes boys may not but hands up but you know yeah. don't let people pressure you into having sex right if you are not ready um okay so last question do you judge other parents Honey, yes, I think we judge other parents before we were even parents it's just yeah. a part of life it is um, I do, but not, not I, to their I'm face, more, and and it's more like do what you want to do. But I would not do. But that. I, I'm kind of lenient, you know, because I know that these kids is something else. Mm-hmm. Again, like if I, if I'm maybe like, oh, you know, well, oh, that's that's different. I wouldn't do that, or um, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should try doing that. You know, you kind of take the good and the bad, and you decipher what to use and what not to use. Um, 11% said they judge parents loud and proud. 27% said, no, we're all doing the best we can, which I that, agree. I feel like that. And 62% say silently. I, silently I think I'm more of the bottom. And I do believe that we're doing the best that we, we can. can. Yeah. Like, that's what I always say about people in their parents and like, we're not going to be perfect parents. Right. You talk about, I, I might talk about my parents, you know, my fiance might talk about his parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, your parents just doing what they learned to do. Right. They doing and the best that yeah. they can. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be so harsh on your parents. Right. This for everybody who got grudges against their parents or whatnot. You right. shouldn't be They hard. did the best that yeah. they could. With they learned what from they their were parents. With. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And then just and you be better. Yeah. yeah, you know better, you do better. Yeah, you're going to be the best that you can, but you're going to fail at some shit too. Your parent, your children gonna be like, my mom did really yada, did yada, this, yada. and it really fucked yeah. me up. Like, and okay, you gonna be like, I'm well, sorry, I'm I did sorry. the best. You I got the, but you got the tools. To- did you die? Right. No, <laughs> you, got, you, you got the tools now that you've grown to learn from your traumatic experiences yeah. that and you had. What you will do and what you won't do. So do it. Exactly. You know, get better. Right. No better. Do better. But like you said, did you die? No, we're still here. We're you alive. good, right? All right. <laughs> All right, so um, you guys, if you listen to the whole episode, we know that you really fuck with us, and we really appreciate y'all. Um, oh, so one thing I forgot to mention it. Y'all, let me know if y'all had some wrist issues after y'all had oh, gave Lord. birth from holding y'all babies and stuff. Because my wrist, are she, she has like a little, little veins. <laughs> my wrist are done for. But, I told yeah. you you need to go to the doctor and see about that. They ain't gonna do nothing. They can may be able to give you some medicine or may may be able to do some actually, uh, MRI this, or something like that. Helping my wrist thing because it kind of mobilizes it, so I won't move too much. It pop out, yeah. Okay. Well, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening. Again, if you listen to this episode, because this episode probably about to be like an hour and twenty something minutes. So if you listen to this whole episode, we really fuck with you. Like, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, we will record next week. We'll probably upload this tomorrow because we got a lot of stuff to do today. Celebrate all mothers. Celebrate your mothers. And have a drink for Attic for her birthday, May seventeenth. Wait, wait, wait. Oh Lord, she about to play one of her songs, her birthday playlist. I guess I'm gonna let it play till it actually say something. We do not own the rights to this music. Okay. All right, y'all. So that is the end of the episode. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye.
right, guys. Let us know what you think about this episode. You can email us at theibbychat at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-I-B-B-I-C-H-A-T at gmail.com. You can email us, tell us about this episode, or if you have any questions you'd like to ask, feel free to do that. Also, you can follow us on IG at B-E-S-O-U-L-A-H or at I-B-I-Y-E-M-I or the Ibby Chat Podcast. That's T-H-E-I-B-B-I-C-H-A-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We also have a Twitter. Follow us at the Ibby Chat, which is again T-H-E-I-B-B-I-C-H-A-T. Facebook, Ibby Chat Podcast, separately. So I-B-B-I space C-H-A-T space P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Follow us. Don't follow us. We don't give a fuck. All right, y'all. Bye.